Welcome back to another episode of the Big Ass Cornhole Podcast. Sean and Dane are with you once again. Dane, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? All right. Um, well, let's not break any tradition, all right, because I am freaking parched as usual. So, Dane, do what you do. Let the folks know what we're sipping on tonight in the segment we call What You Drinking? <laughs> what You Drinking? Brought to you by our friends at Colorado Cornhole Connection. Get yourself some nasty boards, direct print, looking sexy AF. He's also looking to hire someone. So, yes. Yeah, so go help the man build some boards. Yes, yeah, so uh, if you're local to him in Colorado. Yeah. You can hit him up. Um, iHeartCornhole.com. Uh, use code BIGASP10. We'll get you 10% off. All right, Sean, we got we got a double installment we do. of what you're drinking today, courtesy of my victory brews for winning national number two. Finally got in. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm, it, it's bittersweet because I didn't win national number three. We, we will really get into that. We really should just package this shit up and send it I was, I was going to just send them the empty cans back, which still could happen. Um, so stay tuned to see if, if that's what goes down. But first and foremost, we have Lawson's Finest Liquid Little Sip IPA. Um, dude. Bomb beer. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Uh, nice hoppiness. Not too hoppy, though. Not not very overbearing. Um, about 6.2 um, 6.2 alcohol by volume. And, yeah, I mean, dude, it's very smooth. For an IPA, very, very smooth. And then the other one we have is uh, called Supercharger. It's a New England IPA out of Bentwater Brewing Company. Um, 6.5 alcohol by volume. Uh, super smooth. Um, first sip. I mean, this is definitely my wheelhouse. Oh yeah, like it's easy to drink. Like I could easily slam ten, twelve of these and be on my face, and I wouldn't even know what happened. <laughs> like this is easily drinkable. You'd like, be on your face after four. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, let's be <laughs> those other ones are just you know natural you movement. No, but uh, this is on a you know hot summer day. I could still pound these. And it's tradi- and the can is freaking awesome. It is very cool. It's got like a gorilla riding on top of a B-52 bomber. Maybe people like... can see pictures of it um, on our new podcast network, HDP. Hard Drag Push? Hard Drag Push. Dot com? Go check it out. Okay. We'll have little beer beer reviews on there after each beer. And then, uh, you know, I just wanted to comment real quick. I, I said this line to you while we were sitting here, and it, it's resonating with me when I said, a New England IPA is an IPA with, with the ass taken out of it. And it's so true. Because it doesn't have that bitter happiness to it. It doesn't. It doesn't have, like, the meanness to it. Which is weird. I know. Because they're, they're just nasty people. Yeah. <laughs> they are. All right. Well, Cornhole Peeps, uh, we have more audio gold planned for you all. Um, we're going to recap some of the action from this weekend's event at the third ACL National event. Yay! We have some bags to review. Uh, we have three series of bags to review. We have Gator Cornhole Bags. We have uh, the Next Level Cornhole. Brave. Brave. And then we have Abbey Woods Trap House, El Jefe. Is it Jefe or Jefe? I don't know. I'm not Spanish. El 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 Jefe. El Jefe. El Jefe. <laughs> El so whatever it is. Jefe. And then, and then, we're going to be joined by the most recent national singles champion, the man known as the Robot, Trey Birchfield. Mr. Trey Birchfield. You guys. Before we jump into all that, we bring you what's going on in our cornhole lives in a segment we call in. And around the hole. Are you too good for your hole? Brought to you by Airwolf Athletics. I don't know if you all saw, but 
the man himself was in Vegas for national number three. Ooh. Brandon Thompson killing and he it. He was looking good. Dude, looking fly in all of his sexy big ass gear slash Airwolf gear. If you want to look as good as him, visit airwolfathletics.com. If you use code big ASP, you'll get yourself 10% off. So here's the scenario, right? You find yourself getting the itch. You just want, no, no, no. You just need to it's buy penicillin. a new set of bags. <laughs> well, you might as well grab yourself one of the sexiest bags on the planet. Blackjack Cornhole bags. You get free shipping, amazing customer service. It's really a no-brainer. So stop what you're doing. Go grab your gear from blackjackcornhole.com, and you can save yourself 10% if you use code Big Asp. Dane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First of all, I killer job on the soundboard today. Yeah. Like it was one right after another, and you were organized, and on it, it bro. was flawless. On and it. Very impressed. So I just want to tip my cap. The fingers that. were titillating. Yes. So well done. Well done. Um. Did you get a chance to throw it all this week? You had league, right? I had, I had, well, we kind of had league. So the division I'm in has a bunch of pros in it. Well, they all left on Wednesday so to go. So did you do really well? No, no, that's <laughs> that's not part of it at all. No, I still threw like dog shit. But okay. um, we ended up doing a switch holio with all the ones that were left over. A lot of fun, man. I mean, that that group that I play with on I Wednesdays like is, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a blast to play with. So had had a lot of fun, threw like crap, but oh well. Bag performance video is um, basically all I worked on when I was throwing last week. Um, I know, you have to do so many takes on those just to get good shots. Listen, you have no idea. <laughs> okay. uh, depending on the bag, yeah. It's, it's pretty sad. Like yep. Sometimes I take like a 10-minute video, and I go back and look. And I'm like, i got to have some material here. And, I'll, and I have to scrap the whole fucking thing. I'm like, I had one four-bagger in 10 minutes of throwing? Like, you suck. Sean's over here trying to do like a dude-perfect trick shot. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> just trying to do like one push bit. But um, those videos, so there's going to be at least three or four of those coming to harddragpush.com soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we have eight days. Eight motherfucking days until we leave for the Erie Open. We have big plans. Not exactly, you know, for our playing ability or anything, yes. but just big plans in general. I'm super excited. I can't wait to meet everyone. I listened to the Dogcast episode today. Apparently Trevor Brooks is going to be playing with Berkeley Pear there. Oh, hell um, yeah. Definitely going to meet them. Uh, we're course. looking forward to meeting anybody and everybody that's out there. So if you are going to go to the Erie Open, shoot us a message. Uh, just let us know you're going to be there, and we're going to do our best to kind of... Yeah, disrupt us can. while we play. We don't care. And in case we <laughs> forgot to say this next week, if you see us while we're at the Open and you are there, just come up to us. Yeah, I mean... Introduce yourself. Like, I, It's hard to keep track of everyone that's messaged us, too, so don't be offended if we don't like recognize you from your Facebook profile. Yeah, we're super, super I'm notoriously terrible with Dane, names. Dane's a huge dick, but like I'm very nice. So just come on up. up yeah, for, yeah, I'm whatever. the dick. Yeah, absolutely. Captain Clipboard. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> speaking of that, uh, the fantasy draft results. All right. So God last week's episode, we did our preview episode with the Dogcast boys, and we did the fantasy draft. Um, I, I don't. I, what Brendan the fuck won. Happened? I don't know, man. Um, Horseshit. Brendan won. This is the second time the guy in like, a row. The one that doesn't watch cornhole at all won. This is the second time in a row <laughs> that the person that went, that won didn't even have a winner in singles or doubles. It's just consistency across the board. His team just did very solid. I mean, I just I blame you because I I was using your work to pick my team. So you the only reason you you lost. <laughs> I know my singles let me down. Man. You had two singles teams that just didn't score you any points. Yeah. Besides that, you were going to win. Yeah. Um. So we dropped the lowest score from doubles and lowest score from singles. You had two singles teams that scored you zero points. So, I mean, it just killed you right there. That's just terrible. Now, Donnie took last place. He's yeah. getting relegated. Um, Donnie actually No fault had of his own, though. Two double... 
even if he had full doubles teams, I don't think it was going to matter. Um, but he had two doubles teams that just that he couldn't play, so that kind of sucked for him. So I felt bad. Uh, we had DK. He had DK and Trey, and then he also had Modlin and Poitras. Neither a doubles team played. Sorry, Donnie. And somebody picked the singles winner. Correct, and somebody picked the doubles winner. Correct. Donnie had the singles winner, yeah, and I had the doubles winner. You sure it wasn't me with the singles? Oh, winner? it was you. It was you. That's the right. Yeah, don't right. give Donnie yeah, that you credit. Fucking sniped him from me. Yeah, like like sniping the robot was really a snipe. That's what you bitching about using my previews. I know. Work right there, but it's just why that's why I lost. All right. Um. So yeah. So Brendan, congrats. We'll send you some beer, I guess. Um. I came in second. I guess that was up for grabs today, or whatever you want to say. All right, awesome. So fucking um, funny. Okay, so cornhole event this weekend was the ACL National. Um, it was the third event. It was the bag brawl. All right, so let's start off with singles. All right, so by now I'm sure you guys have heard Trey Birchfield. He gets the long-awaited victory over Damon Dennis. Um, I guess argue. I guess you can make the argument right now that currently they're the two best singles players on the planet. Yeah, I mean... I, I think people would say, well, what about Stephen Burnisett? He fucking fell off this time, so you can't really make that a, Yeah, he didn't have a great single. So I'm saying if you're well looking doubles, across but... the board right now, best singles player, it, I would probably give the slight edge to Damon Dennis only because He's been across the three first times three, in a row. Yeah. I think the worst he did was tied for fifth. Mm-hmm. Trey, at, at the first national, I want to say tied for ninth or something, yeah. along those lines, maybe 13th, something like that. So... But clearly, those were the the, the two best players. Um, and I know, but I also know somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, Steve, they were talking trash." We're not talking trash no. to him. It's like these guys were consistent. That's all we're saying. You would he beat the shit out of me. Like I have no yeah. problem with that. Like <laughs> at all. But I'm just saying, if we're just going based off numbers, Damon Dennis and Trey Birchfield in singles, best players right now. Yeah, just going by the numbers. Um, as entertaining as the finals was. I actually thought the the semifinals was where the drama kind of began. Both Damon and Trey had to come back from big deficits to win. Let's start with the Damon Dennis semifinal match. Okay, he was up against Matt Guy. Matt Guy was up, fucking huge. Um, maybe sixteen something. Yeah, like that. something like, like that. Yeah, big fucking points. Um, double D stayed down the middle, battled back. And we saw something rarer than, I would say, fucking spotting a unicorn or something. In the last round, Matt Guy put two bags off the back, handing Double D the win. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never seen it in my lifetime. I thought that Matt Guy going into that, just watching him play all day, he there nobody was going to stop him. I really thought that he was just in that groove. Yeah, he looked like he was playing with a, a good chip on his shoulder. But, dude, that was a marathon match. It was. And Hour long. Listen. Easy. You're everyone's gonna have a bad time. You know, everyone's gonna have that bad round, that bad. If you frame. throw two bags off the back, you're gonna have a bad time. You know what I mean? Like it's just <laughs> yeah. I, no, believe me. I, We're I just not used to seeing Matt Guy have it. Exactly. I guarantee you, Matt Guy is beating himself up more about that. And I, he's I thrown a thousand added, bags since Vegas. I think that <laughs> it probably had a little bit to do with his performance in doubles as well because he he turned it on big time yeah. in doubles. Um, but overall, it was it was an exciting match. It was a fucking marathon of a match. I mean, we're talking about just four bagger, four bagger, four bagger. It wasn't a whole lot of blocking going on. Um, I really thought that Damon looked like he was just a little bit off. Um, yeah, he didn't look as comfortable in the first. A he theme did in the that kind of carried over to the finals, and Trey was just able to kind of take advantage yeah. of those misses. Matt um, did in the beginning, and then he just kind of just kept getting nitpicked for one or two, one or two, one or two, and then before he knew it. Damon was right there. It was a tie ball game, and then Matt went off the back. And well, I mean that's a that's a perfect yeah. segue for Trey Birchfield being down thirteen nothing to yeah, Cody I think, Henderson. I think it was I think it was eleven nothing. 
I know I wrote down 13 hours. We'll go I th- back. I th- no, I think it no, was. No, it was 11 was it 11? Okay. And then he t- came back and he had a big push shot that moved it 11 to 3. Okay. Although Cody then scored two more points the following round, was, that one shot, yeah, that, that was big it. push shot, where I think he just, uh, I think Cody put it in the first bag, Trey put it and followed, and then Cody missed the next three just to the left. Yeah. And Trey, with his last bag, pushed two bags in, and the bag he threw went off the back, but he was still able to pick up three points. That one shot seemed to change the entire momentum of the game. Yeah, and, like, I mean, Trey wasn't down the middle yet. No. And then all of a sudden, you're right, he hit that shot. And he just, he locked in, man. He calibrated, you know, adjusted for the windage, and went for it. It, it, It's interesting because in that match, Cody was talking a whole lot. Yeah. And I wanted to ask Trey a little bit about this during the interview. But even Trey started getting a little bit more vocal than we normally would. You heard him say a few times, like, you know, let's go, like, trying to get himself fired up a little bit. And I thought... Trey did something in that match, mid-match, that changed the whole thing. He slowed down tremendously. Totally, totally changed. Just the, I mean, Cody we don't know Cody. Yeah, we know his tempo and his, the pace that he loves throwing. That if I mean, I, I don't want to say it threw him off. It threw him off. Yeah, and I'm gonna <laughs> ask, and I want to ask Trey in the interview: Was this something that you consciously were doing, or was this something? That you were doing for, just for yourself, not 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 worrying about Cody at all, but you're doing for yourself to make sure you're hyper focused, or where you're like, I'm already focused, but I'm going to take my time and fuck with Cody a little bit. Those two have probably, if I had to guess, probably played over a hundred times at least. I mean, so they know each other. I, mean, I think well. the one person he's played more than that is Adam Hisner. Yeah, so, I mean, they, <laughs> they've. They've played a bunch of times. They're very familiar with each other. I'm sure he would be less rattled by the antics of Cody Henderson than anybody else just because he's had he's to deal seen with it. He's a whole bunch, yep. But, um, yeah, hats off. I mean, Trey Birchfield, just a fucking monster. He really is. I'm, I'm glad he, he got this win under his belt because, yep. I mean, it's the first of many. So other come. notable performances. Um, Isidro Herrera, Brett Guy, Eddie Grindersleeve, and Jimmy McGuffin, they all took second in their bracket. Nice to see McGuffin rebound after the second one. Yeah, and I'm happy to see Eddie Grindersleeve. Yeah, I mean... So I've been met, I, I made a big deal of him in my very first preview, thinking, saying, like, you know, this is... People, I think... I, I don't he, doesn't know get people, a, he doesn't get as much respect as correct. Sims and Gross. Correct. So I think a lot of people don't understand how talented he is. If you ask Sims and Gross who the best out of like their four goats, they're saying they're, they're going to say Eddie. Yeah, the guy's really good. I think sometimes on the big stage he hasn't shown up the best, like his best games. Which is hard. I mean, a lot of these guys like it's people. What people don't realize when they're watching it, especially if they're not like that involved in the sport, is the lag time between that match on the main stage. Yeah. It's really hard to find it again and just be on that like that yeah. much. So, a lot of these guys that struggle a little bit once they get to the main stage, everyone thinks it's nerves. I don't think it is. I think it's literally just trying to get hot again because you've been sitting for like several hours or and a whole day and have I to play the next day. I think it's also important to say that Grindersleeve made it out of. I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna put it out. It made it out of the hardest subsection of the bracket, yeah. so he had to beat Tony Smith and Jamie Graham, yeah, just to make it. You know, just to get to like the quarterfinals. I mean, the, he he earned that spot. I think well, it's he only apparently again, decimated their day too because yeah. neither one of them finished well. So it, again, Eddie Grindersleeve, I want to have him on the show. I think he's a super interesting guy, super talented. It's only a matter of time before he kind of cracks that top four. Yeah, um, we had Cheyenne Renner. Had herself a day. She tied for ninth overall. She had the second best performance by a female player in singles thus far. Um, in the first one, Cameron Belvin took fifth, I believe. So 
Uh, Cheyenne Renner. Held, I mean, we knew she waiting. had it. Yeah, We've we, knew, we know it. she has dinner. And uh, same with these won, other names you have on your list, too. She also won doubles with, with Sarah Cassidy. Yeah, did she win double? singles as well in women's? Did they have singles women's? I, I don't know. See any I didn't results, see it. That's so what I'm saying. I'm so I apologize. Sure. I, w- I, w- I know for a fact that she you won women's doubles. You want me to pull it up and see if it's there? Yeah, don't worry about it right now. Right. Someone's going to fast check us anyways. Um, other notable females, Sam Finley, 21st, finally. Yes. I mean, Sam, to me, Again, is... she's another super talented yeah. female that I just feel like she's always fallen a little bit short of her... I guess of our expectations of her. Yeah, and honestly, like you look at her PPR and stuff, and like, dude, it's right up there. Yeah, like it's a, it's really 21st good. Twenty first is where I see like Sam Finley. I see her like in the whole grand scheme of thing. I see her in like that twenty first to you know maybe forty range yeah. right now. But I mean, she's talented enough to be there every single tournament. It, and absolutely. The one that's it, that continues to me to keep getting better every tournament she goes to is Sarah Cassidy. I mean, when we we're talking about her winning. Was it Cobbs that she won or whatever? They're the yeah, world she won championships, the, yeah, correct? And she had she had not been like throwing bags for all that long no. before that. So yep. to me, it's it's only natural that she's getting better yep. playing that much. And right? she doesn't and she doesn't do anything fancy. She's going to be down the middle. Yep. She throws she throws game changers very well. Um, but again, she's another one. She's sneaky good. She's somebody that no one's going to be excited to see that they have to play. You know what I mean? Oh, no yeah. one's going to be. It's there's no more looking past her anymore. She's gotten to that point. Um, Eric Anderson, Jimmy Humans, they both tied for ter- 13th. We talked about both of them with Trey Ryder. They're each showing that they they have the ability to make it to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. They're like one or two games short, but they're knocking on the door. They're too talented. To me, showing the fact that they both made that next step to the next level yeah. is showing that not only do they have the physical tools, but they're starting to put it together mentally as well. They're gaining and we know that that's confidence. Ninety percent of everything. Absolutely, so. they're they're gaining confidence. They're feeling good. Um, Eric Anderson and I were talking um, the night before national started, and he told me what his goal was, and he's like, "What do you think about it?" I'm like, "I think that is a realistic goal," and it wasn't to win nationals. Yeah, it was to place X in his bracket. Yeah, and not saying that he's selling himself short. Did he do Obviously, that? yes, he did. And it's not Congrats, saying that he Eric. was selling himself short, saying that he couldn't win a national. But you want to set realistic goals. But sometimes those small victories Correct. lead to bigger ones down the road. And that's what me and him were talking about. Yeah. Set realistic goals, meet that goal, and then next time, set it, set the bar a little bit yeah. higher. And just keep climbing that ladder, put in the work, and you're going. And same thing with Jimmy Humans. Jimmy Humans, every single tournament, keeps getting better. And I know I keep saying, talking about the same names, but guess what? They keep getting better. So like I, I'm happy, and the other one I wanted to bring up too. Um, we'll t- actually we'll talk about him in doubles. Well, real quick, your your story about Eric Anderson's little yeah. victories brings me back to when I was coaching rugby. In our first game, we lost by triple digits to uh, a, a team that we had no business facing. And uh, was it us? No, uh, no, it was Ignatius. It? Oh, Ignatius and then uh, you know I told my team because we were a ragtag crew of uh, eighteen of us, which is not a big team, and told them, hey, next game, let's just give up ninety nine. And guess what, Sean? We gave up 98. And that's a small victory. And then the next game, you guys took mercy on us, so I appreciate that. <laughs> we did. We tried. We tried. Um, other notable singles performances. Leston Allen. Scott Lane. Playing like it was motherfucking 2016. They have themselves a weekend, man. Reminding people, me included, all right, 100% me included, that they're still among the best players. Yeah. Super impressed. Um... I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, when I saw them going on a run, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit surprised. 
I didn't have them anywhere on my radar. Um, Leston Allen absolutely fell off the face of the earth at national number one. National number two had very average. Same with Scott Lane. It had just kind of run-of-the-mill average finishes. But they both woke up. They found it. I don't know if Vegas is just their 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 honey hole. A lot of people thrive in Vegas, oh, man. Oh, yeah, man. So that was very impressive. And the last two, Jake Corley, Jeff Reynolds, both tied for 25th. Jake Corley is another sneaky player that he recently has been playing really, really well. He really well. has. He did really well at conference. He had a solid finish in this national. He keeps getting better. I think he's getting a little bit more confident. Um, I think he's getting very comfortable with Fuentes. They had a nice run as well. Yeah, with well, well, ninth or yeah, something. Yeah, ninth. Yeah, I mean. That's what I'm saying. I wrote up in my last preview. They, they're starting to gel a little bit. They play really well. They play a similar game. You know, we, we made the joke in, uh, with the dog cast that, like, maybe Fuentes just riding Cor- Corley's coattails. I got to watch one of their matches. Fuentes is very good. Dude, he was throwing yeah. fucking heat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're both Christ. very good. I think they're both uh, up-and-coming kind of guys. They, they're a team to me that, like, if they won a national, like, out of the blue... You and I would not be surprised. No, not. I don't think they're there yet. Not yet, but like I think right now, tied you know how it can all come together all of a sudden. I I do understand. I think that like tied for ninth, that's like where they should aim for right now. Because if you get to ninth, you're only one or two games away from making the final four, and that's really the goal for every team. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so disappointments. Um, These aren't huge disappointments. I just I thought based on their draw. And just knowing their ability, I thought they would have placed a little higher. Matthew Morton and James Baldwin both tied for 41st. I don't know. I just, I thought that they were set up to do better than what they were. I mean, after, I was a little surprised with Baldwin, especially after they made their doubles run the previous day. Well, and I I thought he was going to let it ride. I believe at conference he won singles and he was on a fucking tear. And I just feel like... He thrives in those really big moments, those big environments. I know Trey called talk- Big Game James. I know Trey had talked about before that he doesn't like the early starts and everything, so maybe that had a part of it. Matthew Morton, part of the reason I thought he'd do really well is that they were in Vegas. Yeah. A lot of these motherfuckers were gonna be up till four or five in the morning. Dude, I was there Single with you. started at nine a nine AM the next day. Maybe they were a little hungover, not feeling their best. Matthew Morton, under twenty one, there with his dad, gonna be fresh. You know, but, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I just thought that maybe he was going to show up. Um, we'll see. I, I don't know where. I don't know what to think about him anymore. I don't know if he had. He might have had to babysit Mike. I don't know. Well, here's the thing: like, is he is Matthew Morton still a top twenty five singles player? I don't think so. Not right now. I don't think so anymore. And I mean, it's it's nothing against him. No, it's just have one good performance. We'll now throw he's the kind of player there. with his with his uh, style of play that if he gets hot. You really can't. There's nothing you can do to beat him. Exactly. What are you going to do? Throw a block against him? Yeah. No, you're not going to fucking do that. I really think the strategy with Matthew Morton is go back for back. Yeah, and just beat him that way. Yeah. I mean, don't go, don't go give him the forward. chance to beat you with the air. And mail. you know what? Here's the thing: is maybe other people are figuring that out. Yeah. You know, maybe that's really what it is. So I don't know. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of the kid. I want to see him do well. I just thought he, he was going to play. He so will. Hard. We know he will. I Absolutely. mean, he's also in that that age right now where he's got a lot of shit going on. So you know. Next disappointment, Ryan Smith. I had picked him to make it to the Final Four. He was the one that I missed out of the Final Four. Yeah. Um, he seemed a little bit off against Cheyenne Runner, who Cheyenne Runner, I'm going to call it like it is, absolutely butt-fucked him. I mean, hey, just like, just... If you're not putting him in the hole, that's all that's going to happen I mean, to you. she was just on point. Ryan was just missing shots. Like, now listen, if you just miss it right or a little bit left and it kicks just a little bit, I get it. That's going to happen to yeah. anyone. But he was missing badly, left and right overcompensating. I don't know if he just wasn't getting comfortable. It seemed to kind of carry over all day. Um, he ended up finishing tied for 
I think it was 33rd. Yeah, so nothing not terrible. Sure. I mean, he, he went on a run after losing but his again, initial match. But again, this guy match, is talented so. enough to win the whole fucking thing. Yeah. So you just expect was him he, to come Did he show. have Cheyenne the first round? No, he had Cheyenne in to, uh, to win his sub. Okay, okay. Um, and then the last two. It's going to seem like I'm picking on the kid. I'm not picking on him. I'm just I'm pointing out facts, John Clark. Okay, so don't well, I don't he, want you messaging. No, he also showed so here, promise. Here's the thing. And then I'm I'm just I'm, I know people bit. are going to message me, and I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just pointing out facts. I thought that they would do better than where they placed. That's all I'm saying. Tony Smith plays 68th. Is he the 68th best singles player in the world? No, no, he's he's, he's not. He's better than that. He is. We all know that. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That to me, that's why it's disappointment. Jamie Graham. 76th? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, and, whoa! But I, you know, I'm going to call out Pat McCracken on this though because you know he was all he's given us all crap. Oh, cur- cursed him. And yes, number one, you cursed him, and number two, like I want to see what I saw last year out of Jamie Graham before I take him in my picks right now. Now somebody had the actually, double stage is a little different yeah. story. I think he's a great doubles player. Now somebody actually messaged me. Um, I can't remember. It was just today, this afternoon, and brought up a point that I was already going to make, but I wanted to at least give him a little bit of shout-out. I don't know if you noticed, but Jamie Graham went back to his old-school style of he not did. stepping. Yeah. Maybe he was just – it took a little bit of time to adjust to that again in singles. Listen, it, with this much talent, and the, you don't have that time to adjust. Yeah, I, don't I mean, care if you're using you that want. to practice, it, it's not the time to do it. Correct. So, But in doubles – if you can lock in with arm inside or outside, you can kind of just lock in, you know, yeah. going like that. So I do think that with him going back to not stepping, I think that next national, um, I would expect him to do very, very well. Did, like, I'm glad you brought it up too because his not stepping release, like you finally saw when he so was smooth. throwing, he was throwing the assault yep. this time. Yep, a little bit slower bag, but he showed why he was the best player in the country last year yep. with his ridiculous pushes. Yep. The dude can do a two-bag push like it's nothing, and it's the hardest shot in cornhole, period. I don't care what anyone says. A two-bag push is the hardest shot in cornhole. A three-bag push might be harder, but I haven't yet to see anyone really do that. The biggest one is the hard drag push. I mean, the hard drag push is the two-bag push. Which, if you haven't seen it yet, check out harddragpush.com. I posted it on the uh, Hard Dick Energy page. It's the top video right now. I, um, I was watching that live, and I like literally dropped my drink when he hit that shot. <laughs> Troy Hauser messaged me. He's like, "That's a hard drag push." I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, exactly what it is. And I was already like copying, ready, ready, getting it ready to go. All right, so let's move on to doubles. Matt Guy, Jamie Graham get over the hump, and they get the win over Hisner and Henderson. Now, Dane, did you catch the subtle? I guess if you want to call it tension at the end of the match, did you catch any of that? Yeah, the uh, you know when he's like, "Nope." So let me set up the scenario for those that might not have been familiar or caught it. So earlier in the day, Hister and Henderson had beat uh, Brett Guy and Eric Davis. Henderson, as he typically does, and Hisner, they get a little bit loud. They start chirping a little bit. Um, Henderson, uh, Hisner, every time he's gonna, he throws the bag and releases it, starts yelling, nope. As he drains it, just yeah. right down, drops dick right in the hole. Good. I think every time he said nope, it was a push. And so, <laughs> fast forward to the finals match. Matt Guy has uh, four bags in his hand. He throws the first bag in. Hisner misses one to the right. Matt Guy now, if he four bags it for the win, he's going to get it. He throws the first bag. As soon as it releases his hand, nope, drains it. <laughs> Second bag, releases it. Nope. History, you can see Hisner like flashed him. like Just looked at him, and he's like, holy motherfucker. And real subtly, 
If you listen in closely, Hisner said something like, surprised I wanted to get off the fucking back. I love that. Like, I love yeah. the little back and forth of that. And then third bag, even louder, Matt Guy released it and screamed, nope, drilled it. I, I love, that is what the game is missing. It, and most people, the casual fan, is not even going to understand the backstory of why Matt Guy was saying nope. But that's how you start drawing people in. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love the little bit of drama. That's perfect. And, like, I don't, at the end of the day, I don't think either one of them are going to hold it against each other. Like, no, it's the well, spirit of the match. Yeah, listen, they might be pissing each other thing. for here's a little bit. Here's my thing. But... And in the little uh, recap article that I wrote, I kind of, I think that Matt guy, do it because he's typically a pretty quiet guy. Like, yeah. he'll get pumped up if he makes a big shot. But he doesn't do a whole lot of, like, the trash talk. I think that this was probably a little bit of... Papa Bear guy protecting protecting the cub a little bit. Yeah, some of that dad instinct, like he just can't control it. Maybe he was a little bit pissed off of how loud he was getting against the sun. I can't confirm it, but we all know how close Brett and Matt are. Yeah, hey, I mean, it wouldn't surprise there's me. There's cornhole family, and then there's family. Yeah, it just, and those it guys are. Those so guys go way deeper. That's kind of what I took out of it. Okay, um, Baldwin, Baldwin, and Camba, and Bernasette and Gustafson rounded out the top four. Gustafson and Bernasette just cannot seem to figure out Guy and Graham. All five of their losses across the first three national events have been to Guy and Graham. Um, I feel like an idiot now for not picking them because yeah. they weren't in the same bracket as Guy and Graham. No one else is fucking beating them. Yeah. What are you doing? What do you, yeah, what do, you, what do you expect? I mean, I, it is what it is. Um, they're, they're a really good team. They have really good chemistry. And they just put a lot of bags in the hole. They're tough to beat. Yeah. But Guy and Graham, I don't know now if it's just a mental thing. Which, I mean, we've seen or we've heard from people that once you get the mental thing against Matt Guy, you're never, ever going to beat him. No. And they're <laughs> like, going to so, use that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, so, like, that's it. Um, and then, so Baldwin and Camba, I, I, people didn't pay attention. They had to really battle their way back through the broadcast. In their winner's bracket final, they had to double dip Jordan Power and Chad Webb. Dude, great Jordan matches. Power and Chad Webb. I love seeing new faces in, like, the broadcast. Oh, like, in those In, like, the bracket final matches. Um, we've been saying all year that Jordan Power is great, and then Power and Webb together as a duo is a team you need to pay attention to. Um, they're the real deal. You need to take notice. They're not going to go anywhere. They're only going to get better. And yeah. now that they've made it there, they're only going to get hungrier. I think. I think next time you see like Jordan looks smooth as all hell. I think next time you see uh, Chad step up, like Listen, I think the nerves were there a little bit for him. But yeah, of course. I dude, I I love his game. I love how both of them try to. They just. They get it. They kind of like muddy you know, it up when they it, have it, to it, and stuff. Chad like. Webb reminds me a little bit of myself with how hard he was, like when he would miss a shot. Yeah, I agree. I could just yeah. see it eating away at him, and I wanted to be like, no. Yeah, like it's, it's like, a dude, yeah, like fucking cool, forget Chad, about that like, fucking bag. Minimize it's, the damage. Yeah, one fucking bag doesn't matter anything. Yeah. And I know he was pretty hard on himself apparently after the match. Chad Webb, you obviously had to throw a pretty fucking fire to make it there, and you had a pretty phenomenal singles performance as well. Yeah, so... Jordan Power, Chad Webb, remember the names, people. They're going to be around for a while. Yep, I fully agree. All right, other noticeables. Gross Sims, Grindersleeve, and Batson, Davis and Guy all took second in their bracket, um, obviously along with um, Power and Webb. You had Harbaugh and Corwin. Always Fuente- called that one. I know. I, Fuentes and Corley. We correctly predicted both their success. They both tied for ninth. Yeah, I thought, I mean, I, I saw a little bit of, like, earlier matches for them. Yep. 
Dude, Corwin was on his game. So the two doubles, or actually there's three doubles teams that did well that I thought were going to do well. It was Harbaugh and Corwin, Fuentes and uh, Corley, and the other one was um, Dingus and Lucas Jr. Yeah. All three of those teams, they played above what their previous like uh, level had yeah, been. Yeah, rank or whatever, yeah. They all they all showed up, showed out, because they're talented. It was just a matter of time. It's, it's so hard for the same fucking teams to keep making it, and that's why in doubles, it's so impressive that you have Jordan, uh, Campbell, and Baldwin that have been there twice. You have Matt Guy, Jamie Graham that have been there all three times. You have Bernasette and Gustafson that have been there twice. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, just real quick, did, yeah. did we name in our picks, wasn't it like six out of the top eight? We had on our teams for doubles. Yeah, doubles in the final of the final of the people we drafted. Yeah, we had I think seven of the eight. Seven of the eight. And yeah. Then singles, the only one was wasn't it Bernasette and Gus? The only one that, that we missed. No, the only one that we missed. Oh, was Power, Power and Web. Web. That's the it. only yeah. one we missed. So That's out of right. our draft picks, I mean, we showed people. We, yeah, this is this is the preview show you need to listen to. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. All right, um, Stranger and Smith. I was happy to see them rebound. All right, they took they tied for seventeenth. It was a solid rebound. I don't know what else yeah, to say. No, it was um, good. They obviously have so much potential. They're both so crazy talented. I was happy to see that they were able to go off of a bad performance into the new one. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. And then here we have a uh, Zaft and Hadley. Yep, uh, showing that their their second national performance was not a fluke. They no. tied for 17th. Yep, um, great finish. And then the other team I mentioned before, Lucas Jr. and Dingus, they tied for 13th. It was a, Again, it was a nice reminder to people of how good these two can be. Yeah. They've made it to the main stage before. They've been very successful. They're a team that I think that because they hadn't made a big splash this year, I know Lucas Jr. was dealing with the death of his father. Um, perhaps he's coping with it a little bit better now. He uses it as motivation going into this national, and they had a really nice run. They're both very, very talented. All right, so Dan, I'm gonna do. I want to do a little homework. So I don't know if you saw the post I made today um, about the. I guess it was about the preview or the recap that I. Yeah, did. I mean, I was. Right. I don't know. I was pretty busy at work. So I made a statement at the very bottom of the recap article again that you can find on hearddragpush.com under the blog section. That was great. Yeah, a great plug. Dynamite drop in. Um, I made a comment about how sneakily good Cody Henderson's season has been. Dude, yes, okay. absolutely. He has been in the. Main broadcast four times out of a possible six. The only other person is Matt Guy. Yeah. Matt Guy has made it there all three times, three times in doubles, one time in singles. Cody Henderson has made it there twice in singles, twice in doubles. Yep. That's really impressive. So I made the case of right now, if the season ended, you could consider him as MVP. I also listed off that there's a few other individuals that I thought you could definitely make a strong case mm-hmm. for um, Birchfield, Damon Dennis. I think there's even maybe one or two more that you can make an argument for. Yeah. So I'm going to give us homework. All right. I want you to pick two people. We'll talk about this off air. You're going to take two people. I'm going to take two people. And we're going to make an argument for Is this for a snake one. draft or is it a... We're not doing a draft. <laughs> we're doing... You I'm take two. <laughs> I take two. We're going to make an argument for each one of why they should be MVP. And we'll let the people decide on who, who made the better argument for the player. I'm down. Fair enough. Okay. All right. All right. All right, so now it is time for the bag review. The bag review is brought to you by Bagsboard, the maker of the original cornhole bag backpack. Now offering a build-your-own feature that has over 10,000 combinations to choose from. Need patches to go on that sweet-ass bag? Bagsboard.com has the best around. Visit Bagsboard.com and grab yours today. Just got word from Mr. Motherfucking Nick Feinstein that our patches 
Urn route. Oh yeah! So everyone in the Erie Open, bring that, bring that fresh six dollars. Bring five. Well, it, it, or if it's five in person, spot. five yeah, bucks. Five spots. Five bucks. In Get person. a patch, or if I just see a bag without one, I might just start slapping yeah. them on there. So we should have them in uh, at some point this week. So I was, ho- I was hoping they were going to be in today. Probably be in tomorrow. I'll post it. Hey, as long as they're patches. in before next Wednesday. I'm telling you, these good. patches go quick. Last time we sold out in like a week or two. Yeah. You, you better get them. So we need to do another run of that cornhole patch because that was like two days. Okay. Gone. So let's go to the backs. Let's start with this one. Just happens to be on top. Let's do this one. Sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we're going to go with the first one. Bag we're going to review is next level cornhole. It's the Brave. Um, first off, right off the bat, it's a carpet bag with a control. It, it, this it, it was surprising. I thought the I thought the slick side was going to be slower. The shininess than it was. of it makes you think it's going to be way faster. Yeah, but it's uh it's very controllable. It's yeah. a it's a very solid control bag. I'm still going to characterize it in the family of carpet bags, but the slick side is very controllable. This carpet is the same stuff that you would find on like a Baghdadi crossover. Um, also, more recently, a Kill Shot Mob is the same type of carpet. It's it's similar. I it's similar. It. Um, in look and feel to like the 724 chaos, but it's not the same. Um, it is definitely the same as like the crossover, yeah. that type of carpet. It is, um, it's slow. Mm-hmm. I would say this is a three. Yeah, this carpet, this carpet grabs. Like now, it. the nice thing about this carpet, we've talked about it before with the crossover, is when this carpet is new, it breaks in relatively quickly, and it can do everything. It cuts really well both ways. Yeah. Um, you can get it to flop, I guess. I don't really throw that shot very well. I mean, but if I can get the bag to cut, then I know it's a good bag. To me, the flop shot's more about it's more about the fill. fill. But the, it really grabs the board, the yeah. slow side. The the slick side, I would say, is like six, seven. I was gonna, I was gonna give it a seven or an eight. Okay, so we'll call it like a seven. Yeah. All right. So you have a, a slow side that's like a three. The slick side, that's like a seven. Now, the only downside with this carpet, and we've even mentioned this with the with the bag daddy, is once this carpet really gets broken in, like if you're, and we're talking about throwing it a lot, you've thrown it in, you know, ten plus tournaments, it doesn't seem to grab the board nearly as much, and you it lose, stops. You lose the cut shot. You so. just don't cut it. it the yeah. speed it goes up a little bit, so I'd say then maybe it goes to like a four. But yeah, it doesn't really grab the board anymore, so you do lose some of that versatility a little bit with it. But to me, like it breaks in to be that that you kind of like. I mean, I don't want to call it a unicorn bag, but like kind of that mystical bag that people are looking for. That's like a carpet style bag that doesn't kick on you. It's kind of like a seven twenty four chaos. Exactly. Yeah. That so carpet, like you can throw grenade. this. You can throw this at an angle when it's broken yeah. in, and it's just gonna hit and slide straight, and still give you that four speed, which is it's very nice if you're just trying to slide a bag in. But if you're trying to play strategy, it's a little bit tougher because that four speed is also a four speed that you have to try to push. And now, what did you, you think? can push with this because the slide side is yeah. very good for pushing. But I think like this carpet does grab a little bit more than some other carpets Absolutely. around the whole. Yes, I completely agree. What did you think of feel wise and feel in your hand? I, I like the feel. It's a little thinner of a carpet yes. bag that we're used to seeing, but it's still like full though. Which I, mean, I kinda like. Yeah. It's not yeah, it's not like a, a really slinky bag, but no. it's not as thick as some of the other carpet bags we've seen come it's out. It's not it's not like floppy, but it's also hole forgiving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it doesn't hang up quite as much. Like, it's not going to clog the hole, I guess I should say, as much as some of the other ones. The template, um, it's a squared template with rounded corners. Um, 
It's a solid bag. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's got it's universal well fill. It's pretty. It's pretty small. I thought the closing um, seam was very small, which is nice. You know, it's it's going to be a very small, durable bag. It's it's very close to the top. Yeah, it's a durable bag. So it's like, going to be very yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, overall, overall, for I think this is like their first original bag that they're coming out with. I think they. Yeah, did, I thought they did a nice job. job. It was Heck a yeah. smart. It's a smart pairing of of fabrics. You have a slow side, controllable slick side. It's going to be in the wheelhouse for a lot of players across the board. Hell yeah! Now design factor. If we're going to give it a score, what are you going with score wise for this? Score wise for design, since it's I'm I mean, going to go low. It's very very simple. Yeah, it's, it's simple. And we've seen some badass bags come out recently, so I, I'm only going to give this one a 45. I'm going a 30. Okay. I, I again, it's not knocking it at all. I'm sure they're going to come out with sweet stuff. I'm just saying based off the bags that we look. It is pretty simple. I just like I like the red on red. Yeah, the red and listen, red carpet. There's something sexy about yeah. it. If they would have done something different on the slick side, which again, that's their first run. Let's yeah. see if they come up with with some cool designs. Performance factor. What are you giving it? Performance. I'm going to give this guy an 85. Okay. Well, that's pretty high. Damn. Dude, I mean, I, okay. I I like that carpet, and again, if you're throwing it straight or just slightly off center, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good bag, man. It it just it. It won't do anything super fancy for you once it's broken in, but it's very consistent. Again, and we've talked about this before. I think, like, any to me, anything like above a seventy, I would throw it again. Oh yeah, yeah. Really, absolutely. anything to me, really, anything over like a sixty-five, I'd probably throw again. Like, no questions. I'm going to give this right at a seventy. Um, it wasn't my favorite, um, but I, I like the capabilities of the bag. And for the first time, I've ever thrown anything from them. It's not going to be a bag that would keep me from wanting to throw something else from. Yeah, them. does that make sense? Yeah, I fully agree. And like, okay. I mean, it's it's documented that I love that Big Daddy carpet. Um, so this like new in my hand reminded me why I love that bag so much. And then it starts to break down a little bit, and I realize why I maybe retired that bag just because it's a different strategy. Do I go with this one next? Yeah, we, we do. We can do Gator next. All right. So the next one is the Gator bag. Um, I don't know if it's the Gator, like. Four or OGB? I'm assuming that's OG Gator bag, but it's got a four original Gator bag and then a four. I don't know, but I. Anyways, give me your thoughts because I was excited to throw this because yeah. kind of unique materials. Very a much bit. so, yeah. And like, um, how first would you off, characterize this? Characterize like old school feel as opposed like yes. about yes. the fill. And stuff like it's got a bigger fill to it. If I just picked this up for the first time, I would have thought that maybe this was a corn bag. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean it's it's got that old classic fill, but like bigger don't be, fill, but not universal. Yeah, and like don't be fooled by us saying that like it's not a crap bag because of that because this no. thing is actually very very hole friendly for having that big fill in. Yep. Um, and like you said, unique materials like the slow side, dude. Like. I we've seen this pattern before. I feel like it's the inverse of other bags, and I just can't think of which ones. Um, That's the problem. We throw so many. I know we throw so many, but um, dude, I mean, it, it, it to me, this bag is it's a control bag um, with the potential of being a go go because I feel like humidity and stuff definitely play a factor on this bag. And it's been humid here recently. Yeah. yeah. So um, the humidity, I feel like, actually speeds that slow side up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, so that's why I was saying go, go, like I was throwing it outside and I like literally the storm was rolling in and I could feel the humidity changing and it went from a six to about an eight. Cause the slow side is definitely span. some sort of like a cotton blend. I would Yeah. Think. There's definitely some non-synthetic material in yeah. it, um, based off the feel of it. But, um, 
Dude, the that slow side though, it's it's grabby as all hell on the whole. I want to say it's it now it's not the same, okay? But it's similar to let's call it like a poor man's surefire type material. Yeah, I can see on that. the slow side. Yeah. All right, it's kind of got that little bit of uh, cotton type feel, um, but yeah. So, and then the now the slick side, I'm I'm fairly confident is like that inverse of uh, like a widow, widow type material. Yeah. So we've seen this uh, before on other bags. Um, a, another bag that I was a big fan of was the TC Boards Revolution. They had that on their on their bag. I was a big fan of it. Speedwise, I think. I mean that that fast side. I think was an eight nine. I'm gonna call it an eight. Yeah, I think it's like an eight. Uh, slow side six seven. Yeah, well let's let's go seven just because I I know like how it changed during the during the humidity of the day. Um, I like that. I love the term that you used, old school bag. That's exactly how I would describe template wise. The it's a pretty squared off bag. The edges are slightly rounded, but again, it's that fill that kind of gives it the old school feel. Yeah. Um, I really like this bag. I threw it very, very well. Um, I was excited just because when I picked it up, I felt like I just liked the weight of it. It feels um, like OG Reynolds fill. Yeah, like and, and this fill. guy gets it, right? So he sent us two sets of bags. Yeah. He sent us an orange set and a blue set. Yep. The blue set was completely broken in. The orange set was brand new. Yeah. I love that because then I got a sense right away of okay, what can what is somebody gonna feel when they first get it? So I gave you the brand new set. Mm-hmm. I took the broken in set just because. Yeah, I mean you, they're delivered to your house. They get better with age. Yeah, I, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's it really really is good. Uh, but they broke in fast. I mean your sets. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not bad at all. And I just threw these for about three hours the other day. So um, overall, really like this bag. Um, design factor. What are you going with this? Dude, honestly, like, I'm a sucker for a And I cool... gave you orange for a reason. Uh, exactly. Like, first off, the bag's orange, so that's automatic 50 points. Um, <laughs> secondly, <laughs> secondly, like, I'm a sucker for a cool little cartoon, and this yeah, one has yeah. an awesome gator on it, and Their it's on both sides. Sweet, yeah. yeah. It's like a, an angry, reminds me of, like, a, like the Florida gators or something. Um, dude, I'm, I'm, let's, let's give this one a 70. I'm gonna give it a 70 on design. Okay. I liked it even more. I if these guys are not Florida Gator fans, I don't know because it's literally <laughs> the same colors. It's the, it's That's Florida why I only Gators. went seventy because I mean it is I, a I Gator, know. and you know we have some history with Florida. So. I like their logo. I like the fact that on the slower side they just blew up their logo and it's kind of transposed a little bit on it. Um, I'm gonna go. I, I really I liked it, man. I th- I thought there was kind of an eye catchy bag. I'm gonna go with an eighty. I really I like the design on it. There you go. Um, performance. What performance do you got? factor. I like this. Um, it's it's not my favorite bag, but I like that. Again, I like when people do a little different. I like when I pick up a material and I'm like, what what the fuck is this? Yeah, like where we like, can't what, just what peg it? it right yeah. off the bat. Like I, mean, I wonder how this could play. It played faster than I thought it was, which was kind of a pleasant surprise. I would like to like just go to a a blind draw and have be like, we're gonna throw these tonight. And yeah. I think a lot of people would be very happy with it. I'm gonna go with I'm going eighty across the board. Across with the this. board, I'm going yeah. a little lower. I'm gonna give it a, a seventy five. Okay. Um, just I mean, I liked it. It's just like I got you. To me, it just doesn't do the fancy stuff that I like to throw. Sometimes. So check them out on Facebook. Uh, Gator bags. I don't know if it's Gator bags or Gator bags cornhole, but one of the two. Um, Maybe original Gator bags. I'm not sure. It, it, <laughs> definitely check them out though. It's, yeah. it's 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 worth your time. Um, I don't think the bags are very expensive. Um, but it's 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 a solid bag. I think that most people would enjoy having in their arsenal. And if you check out uh, HDP, we'll we'll get some pictures, maybe a little like review on video. Of yeah, I'll try to do point. like a bag review kind yeah. of thing of, of it. Absolutely. 
Okay, right. so the last one. Last uh, but not least. Roll, you yeah. just recently threw this back. So I, I, I have, yeah. So uh, we have Abbey Woods Trap House, El Jefe. Or Sean calls it El Jeffy. Um, <laughs> just so people know, okay? Yeah, I mean, it, it could be El Spanish. Jeffy. I don't know. Um, all right, so this bag, first off, it's kind of got that uh, drug rug look to it on the top, um, which is, I mean, it's just unique. It's cool looking. Um, but it's got this, like, the slow side is like this faux wizard. It's I think hemp. it's very... It's like 100% hemp material. Yeah, but it's very similar to... It reminded me a lot of like the Buffalo Boards um, Fallout that a we l- threw. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, speed-wise and texture and everything. But like Sean said, this is 100% hemp. Um, so I have a disclaimer. I have not thrown these outside in humidity. I've only ever thrown them inside. Um, but, dude, I mean, it's, it's a go-go bag. I mean, there's... There's not a slow side on this bag. I don't care what people say. It I, might yeah. slow down in time, but I have yet to see it. Um, I'm going to put that the slow side as about a 7-8, and I'm going to put the fast side as an 8-9. Um, but I, I'm, I, Listen, I'm going to agree with you. I, I thought that this bag was going to be slower than it was. Um, it, it's just not. Uh, and again, maybe it, as it keeps breaking down. I mean, just being hemp. I feel like it would break down and get slower eventually. And I'm sure it will. And maybe this... I can't see it going slower than like a six. Like I threw in a decently broken in set and they were, they were still And our set quick. broke down pretty quick. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say... I, like I said, I don't think this is going to drop down much more than a six. Um, I like the concept that it's a completely unique fabric in that it's like the only hemp bag that's yeah, out there. Absolutely. Um Slick side, definitely, it's definitely pretty stiff when you get it. Yeah. Um, I mean, takes a little bit of time to break down. Is this all it slide? Feels like it. Um, I don't I don't think it, it, it's pretty darn close. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, when I threw this, there wasn't a whole lot of speed difference from the slow to the fast I, side. I agree. Um, I feel like you can't probably print on this hemp side, so they needed something that was pretty printable. Yeah. Um, and we know that the slide right material, you can pretty much do anything. Do whatever you want to. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised with the comp- with the pattern that we got printed. Um, it- it's really hard to tell and actually see the fibers. Just with you know the different color yeah. schemes on it, I do think it is um, that slide rip material. If it's not, it's widow material, but it's one of the two. Yeah, it's one of the two. Um, but overall, it- it's a solid bag. Um, I'm trying to think how to word this. Um, I I think the price point on these is high. I think that his design work is awesome, though. I think that the stuff that he comes out with design wise is great. Um, and, and I'm I not. Think he's, I think he's onto something too with that with the hemp. Well, but. here's my thing though. We talked about it last week. It, this one is the only one that he released that I was going to order because it didn't have like weed leaves, like a plastic. Yeah. Again, I'm not against it at all. Okay, like I quite enjoy it myself. But I'm just saying, I don't want it plastered all over my yeah, shirt. Yeah, you don't want to, you know, like, show it to the world. I get it. But some of his design works, like, I bought some of the, the Kill Shot Simpsons before. Like, I, I really like the guy's design work. I just, and I and I see where his thinking is of being, like, the higher-end designer-type bag. I don't think this bag is it. He's, he's not, I mean, but not for quite his first, there yet. But for but his great, first, it's a, good bag. A first attempt at a bag, I think it's very solid. Yeah. Do I think it's worth, do I think it's a $100 bag? Not yet. Like, am I going to see? Do I do I picture pros throwing this next season? Not yet. Not yet. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a solid bag. I just I think it's a little bit. I, I like the concept of it. I just think it's just a little bit off. But design wise, what's what score wise? What are you going with? Well, I mean, uh, again, it's like we got this like 
drug rug kind of print on it, and I dig it. I, I mean, like the, I like this design. This is why I went with yeah. this one. And, uh, I mean, design-wise, even though, I mean, you can't print on the hemp side, but the one side's cool as hell, and I feel like it surprisingly would stick out on a board pretty yeah. well. Um, so I, I'm going to give it an 80. Let's go okay. 80. I'm going to go 75. I like it. I like their I like their logo. I think um, the one thing you could do is make the El Jefe pop. Yeah, a little, a little more. bit more. Yeah, I agree. It's hard it's, to see like what the see. name of the bag is, but yep. besides that, like it's a cool, it's a cool, unique design. Performance factor. Performance. I'm I'm gonna dip slightly below that seventy mm-hmm. on this guy just because, uh, like I, I want to throw a set that's like been really really broken in to get a, an honest to god opinion because i do think the hemp could has potential to slow and down and here's the thing is if we if we waited till every bag that we reviewed was all the way broken yeah, in i mean we'd be reviewing these fucking bags six months from now yeah. you know what i mean so like we we've always said we try to break them in as much as we can before we do the review but we also want to review these bags in a timely fashion because people are getting us these bags yeah now i will say i bought these fucking things so i'm don't really care yeah <laughs> so. No, I, I mean. But anyways, I'll, I'll get. Let's let's go. I'm gonna go 67 on performance. <laughs> Conundrum. I it's radio silence. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the flat 60. If someone came up, be like, I want to throw these. Am I gonna oppose it? No. Am I gonna be super thrilled? No. Do I think that? The concept of this bag is great, and the direction that the co- that how they're designing bags is good. I think so. Listen, prove me wrong. Come out with another bag. Let me see if I like it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it again. I buy I buy fucking everything. Yeah. But and keep again, design wise, cool I like it. Performance wise, to me personally, it's just lacking a little something. But it is what it is. All right. Um. Wait. Do you hear that? Shameless plugs. Cue the rap horn. Reach us at Instagram and Twitter at Big Ass Cornhole. And Facebook at Big Ass Cornhole Podcast. Thanks again to our sponsors. Visit AirwolfAthletics.com for all your cornhole swag. Be sure to use code BIGASP and you'll get 10% off. And iHeartCornhole.com for the best boards in the business. Code BIGASP10 will get you 10% off. Bagsboard.com for the sexiest backpacks and patches in the game. And BlackjackCornhole.com for the sexiest bags around. Code BIGASP will save you 10%. Apple Podcast Reviews. Drop those reviews. Five stars are obviously always appreciated, so don't drop us that four shit. Drop us the five. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we're going to send you a sticker. And obviously, okay... Be sure to check out harddragpush.com, your one-stop shop for all cornhole content. We're working tirelessly to bring you all daily and weekly content. So stop by the website, give us some feedback. Let us know if you have someone you'd like to nominate as Legend of the Week. Um, We have an event coming up. or if you have an event coming up and you want to kind of promote it, we added a calendar and event page to the website. So hit me up. I'll add it to the, uh, the event page so all the masses will be able to see it. And again, just th- first of all, I guess thank you for everyone that's checked out the website. It's been a lot of work behind the scenes putting this together. We've got some got some decent views right off the bat, too. Do, so yeah, it, the website's doing we very appreciate well. appreciate the community, We really man. appreciate it. And it's only going to go up from here. Like, there's only going to be more content. I got too antsy. I'm like, fuck it. Let's just release this thing. Like I'd been building it, building it, building it. And we had some content up there. We released it. There's going to be a lot more coming over the next month or so with all the tournaments that we're going to, the content that's coming out. So we're really excited about and I, it. And I'm just, I just want to point this out. Anyone that hasn't recognized yet, Sean's 
the preview for national number three, hands down the best preview out there of anyone. So congrats. That was bang up job. And yeah, you, you impressed the hell out of me after yeah, reading that. I had good percentages. Um, I think it was 56% in singles in the quarterfinals, which again, anything above 50% to me is good. So I think anything above like 25% yeah, is um, good. And it, again, if you, if you're a huge nerd like me and you go to read back, I was, I was happy. I looked at the brackets and I was actually reading through it again at lunch today, yeah. just kind of seeing how it, and I, there was, uh, there's always going to be certain subsections that I'm going to blow. I think that's going to be, it's going to happen to anyone. There's always going to be a wrench thrown in, but across the board, I'm starting to get it down. I'm feeling confident. Trey Ryder, get me on that broadcast. Let's go. All right. Now, stay tuned as we are going to be joined by ACL Pro, the always loud. Trey Birchfield. Trey Birchfield. (laughs) I love that. Little little robot. Little baby robot. All right. Um, Interview was good. Yeah, I we're, mean, we're gonna we're gonna bust this muck, we're gonna bust this kid out of his goddamn shell. I told you, you he's 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 a pistachio. We're gonna see him in Erie, and we're just gonna keep we're just gonna keep peeling shit away. I see him joking around with all of his young oh, friends. Yeah, yeah. We're, we need to become just younger. What I kind of maybe I wear do, my my hat. A I want to go around with a camera and like without them knowing and just catching them like in the wild. You know what I mean? Seeing how like a Trey Birchfield get a body cam. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, well, stay tuned for the interview with Trey Birchfield. And we will catch you next week. Heck yeah. As always, we hope you throw it straight. And it's nothing but four baggers from here on out. Cornhole it. Later. Welcome back to the Big Ass Cornhole Podcast, where we are now joined by current ACL singles champion, Ohio native. Yay, yay. And the one known as the robot, Mr. Trey Birchfield. What's up, dude? What's up, guys? I just want to thank you guys for having me on here. Appreciate it. And we just found out before we started recording that you have actually listened to our show before, so that was exciting. Even nope. if it was just one episode, yeah, it's okay. like, that's, 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 that's the world right there. <laughs> you did your homework, so that was exciting. Um, so first of all, congrats on your win. It seemed like a long time coming. We had mentioned, again, before we started recording that I felt like you had won a national before in singles, but you had gotten close like a bunch of times, right? Yep. A couple you know seconds and a couple thirds. We always see you be the wrecking ball that you are up here in Ohio, just taking down all competition. So I think we just jumped to conclusions. So let me ask you, how does it feel, first of all, being a national champion? It's got to be, it's got to be a pretty cool feeling, right? Yeah, it feels great. I'm glad that I finally did it. It's tired of getting second. Was this, uh, was this kind of like a – like a validation for you? Cause I'm sure you put in a lot of hard work, right? Was this, or is this like kind of like a weight off your shoulders now? Now you can just play really, really well. Hopefully it was just the weight off the shoulders and now more to come. I hope so. I hope so. Okay. So how did you, did you uh, do anything special to celebrate the, the national win? Did you go crazy in Vegas? Uh, just stayed out all night, but all right. What happens in Vegas, right? Stays in Vegas. Yep. All right. <laughs> Smart man. He learned, I, I heard young. stories, but in case your parents listen, I'll, I'll leave it here. So, Sean, don't get the don't get him in trouble. <laughs> Jesus. All right. All right. In the finals match, all right, you played um, the legend Damon Dennis. I thought you did like a masterful job keeping him a little bit like off balance, kind of mixing up looks that he had by placing timely blockers. Did you have a strategy going into that match at all? Nope. I was just trying to put every bag I possibly could in the hole. Okay. I think that is that your go-to strategy? Yep. 
<laughs> so when it when is it like when you're playing somebody like um damon that you know he's really just trying to go back for back do you ever intentionally try to place a block just to kind of throw him off a little bit nope so for you is, is a block just a, a a short shot yep that's all it is really usually yeah i never ever try to block usually are you fucking kidding me yep that's probably the key to it because mm-hmm. every time you try to block you leave it a little left yeah yeah so or a little right. Wait, so you're telling me <laughs> that you don't you don't ever like think strategy. You're just like, I'm gonna go bag in the hole every time. And if it happens to be short, it's just a fucked up shot. Yep. It's just landed <laughs> short. That's fucking crazy. Wow. It is it is funny because like considering the like the people that you kind of grew up playing against, because like you always face off against like Hisner, right? In that mm-hmm. area. He lives like, like 20 minutes from me, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just surprising because he plays a very tactical game. I would just figure like Maybe you just you you broke him by just going right down the middle and just slinking every bag in, as opposed to trying to play his game against him. Yeah. Well, let me ask: is it is it the bag that you're playing with now, the surefire that that's why you go hole for hole? Like when you used to play like with a slower bag, did you ever try to throw blockers and play the strategy game? Not usually. Nope. I've usually always just tried to stroke them in the hole, put as many as I could in. Right, so it's like when I block, try to I miss too, my first bag too much, and then it gives them a bouncer bag, bounce off of it every time. Okay, just that's a very robot answer. I, that's I mean, yeah, I, I love mean, it. I I think it's interesting because there are so many people that intentionally try to place blocks, but for you, I mean, obviously it's working well. So I think a lot of people overthink it too once yeah. they if they try to start a strategy if they're not used to it. So the finals match, right? Obviously, it was epic. You ended up winning, whatever. Um, I actually thought that the semifinals match against Cody Henderson was to me, probably the best match of the day. You're down 11, nothing. Cody was being Cody a little bit, uh, getting a little loud, letting you know that he was confident. You hit a big push shot and it put it 11 to three. Do you feel like that was the shot that kind of swung momentum in your favor a little bit? Uh, I don't know, honestly. I just think that it definitely started to come back. I I started coming back after that. But so let me let me ask you. So in the after that shot, you really seemed to like slow everything down. Like you really slowed down. All right, you really took your time in between each shot. Like I would you would have rivaled Damon Dennis for how long you're taking to throw. Did you did you do that on purpose? And now if you did it on purpose, was it more for you or was it more to fuck with Cody's rhythm a little bit? I'd say it was more for me to try to make sure I hit every shot and not couldn't, you know, I couldn't give up any big rounds because I was down big and just tried to stay down the middle every time. And you got, you got a little loud yourself that match. I heard you a few times. A couple times. Yeah. <laughs> is that because you get comfortable with Cody or is that just like you were just fired up or what? I play Cody a lot, talk to Cody a lot, and I knew that he always talks crap. So maybe try to get under him a little bit. And I, I fuck it. yes, that's it. That's, that's great. Where it's at. That's what. But so I would think that because you've played, you know, Adam and Cody, and like you're used to, pro- and they talk. And people think like ESPN's bad. Like when they're not on, like they're way worse. Like they talk so much. So you're probably so used to it. Probably doesn't really bother you, right? Yeah. But I love the fact that you got a little loud and try to get under Henderson. That's that's the best thing I've heard all day. Yep. I mean, how, how how are you the quiet one out of that whole crew? Like, I mean, because you also got like Jay Dot and Sean Short 
out of there too. And like, I mean, they're all notorious for that's honestly, that might be it. Like, do you ever like, are you ever around them and like never get a word in edgewise? No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. When you take time in between shots, what are you thinking? And like, I see that you're looking down at the ground. All right. Now there's been a few things that people you're looking down at the ground. So you don't watch where their bag was. Why do you do that? I want to hear it from you. Why do you do that? I'm always watching where their bag's going. I always know where their bag's at. If it's okay. in the hole off the board, but I just say it keeps me focused instead of looking at everything around me, moving around and just always looking at the same thing. Every time I look at my bags when I'm flipping them, whenever I'm looking down. So what, what's going through your head though? I mean, you can't just be, there's gotta, like, yeah, there's gotta be an you can't just be a blank space. You seem like a smart kid. Like can't just be blank space. So like, are you talking to yourself? Like what do you have like a mantra that you're telling yourself or reminding yourself? I don't think I don't know. Not really. I just maybe think about the next shot. Maybe that's what I'm, I don't I really don't know. Are, are you trying to visualize it? Do you like, you know, just tell yourself like, you know, to stay calm, like right down the middle or you just like literally just go numb and just stare at the ground and you're a robot and you just throw it in the hole. <laughs> I don't know, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Birchfield, the master of car- compartmentalizing. Like, I mean, I, I don't know how you can keep it that cool in that kind of situation. I'd be, I'd be shitting bricks. All right. So in national number two, um, you were unconscious. All right. You were throwing a ridiculous PPR of like over 10 point. What well, I think it was almost 11, right. Up to like, you yeah. started getting to the finals you ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw in the finals. Steven Bernasette, uh, he got hot at the right time. Do losses like that, do they stick with you at all? Like, do you remember those? Well, definitely. It stuck with me for a while, but now I think it's. Well, yeah, now, now you can that. fucking forget about it because you won. But, like, going into this national, is that something, like, does a loss like that, does that add to your motivation? Do you ever find yourself thinking about that, like, when you're down to Cody – 11 to nothing. You know what I mean? Something like that. I really wasn't thinking about it then, but after I beat Cody and I made it to the finals, I was definitely thinking about it, thinking okay. about how I don't want to get second again. Okay. Twice in a row. That would have been That's good. hard to come through. Your friend should have been telling you to not think that way, but it, I mean, it worked out at the end though. I mean, yeah. I think it's, it all depends on how you use it though. I think that if you use it in a positive way like that, it's almost like a reinforcement that you, Hey, remember that shitty feeling. When I was a coach, I used to tell my players all the time, if we lost a game, remember, I used to tell at the end, if we lost the state championship game, right. I look at all the juniors and I'd be like, remember this fucking feeling. Cause we don't want to feel like this again next year. You know what I mean? I think that goes the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you had a big loss and you know, you, you took it personally. I think it's okay to remind yourself that you don't want to feel shitty again. Just on a side yeah. note, Sean felt the need to throw that he was uh, coaching national championship rugby teams for high school while I was yeah. talking earlier in the episode about my teams <laughs> losing by triple digits. So, yeah. So true. <laughs> okay, so elephant in the room. All right, I'm just I'm going to bring it up. You didn't play doubles this weekend. Um, it seemed like you were kind of like a late scratch can you fill us in a little bit about, you know, the situation, what happened, all that stuff? Uh, I, Derek's just been having some mental health issues and he's trying to work through it and he wasn't able to make this one, but he'll be back for the next one. And hopefully we can show him what we've done before. Are you guys going to go to the Erie open as well? Uh, I don't think he'll make that one, but I'll be there. Ooh. Are you going to we'll play doubles? Yeah, I'm playing the 
open with uh, Victor Glass, and then I'm playing the shootout with Kyle Malone. Oh, no shit. Okay. Well, right. Victor's one of our favorites to watch as well. He's, yeah. he's a name that we bring up quite often he's, on the show because that kid is so let's talk, nasty. So let's talk about, let's change gears a little bit. Tell people, because we've been, we've mentioned him a few times. Tell people, I mean, he's really, I mean, do you see him being a successful pro? Yeah. He definitely puts the time in, practices a lot to be where he is, and he's got good really fast in the last, like, couple months. Now, somebody like Victor, he primarily plays with like a slower carpet bag. He likes to cut and play that dirty game. You're Trey Birchfield. Do you look at him and be like, listen, motherfucker, we're playing with my bags? Uh, I played with him last time we played with his BGs, but Did you? Okay. I don't know what we're going to do this time. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair Still enough. haven't decided. He actually texted me today and asked me what we're going to throw with, and I told him I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter because I'm going to put the bags in the hole anyways. Um let me how did you get involved in Cornell? Like give us a little bit of the backstory. Cause I mean you're still really what how, what are you, 18? Yep. Were you a, a senior in high school? Yep. So you graduate what in like a few weeks? Yeah. Congratulations. Well, first of all, what are you what are you doing next year? Do you know? You going anywhere? You apply to college or what are you doing? Uh I might do some online college classes and then just travel and play Cornell. <laughs> There you go. I mean, that's that's God the damn. fucking that's dream, the, yeah, dude. Right? <laughs> like, Jesus, I wish I had that option when I was in in high school going into college. I mean, we'd have to be good at Cornell first. That's yeah. yeah. That's the second part, exactly. Yeah, sure. yeah, we we need that. We're lacking in that that department. So tell us. So walk us through. How did you first get involved in the game and everything? So, my dad and grandpa used to always play and go to little small tournaments, and I'd always go go with them and just practice on the side and never play the tournament. Just always practiced. Eventually I got pretty good and started playing in the lower divisions and worked up from there. And so are we talking like six, seven years old? Yeah. How old were you when you thought you were pretty good? The first tournament I played in was 2011. Okay. All right. So nine years ago, you were like nine years old then or like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Eight years old. Yeah. Wow, that is crazy! Now, how did when did you realize I'm really good at this? Like when when was that moment? Like obviously when you've I been got, a, a pro player for a while, but when did you first hit that key moment? It was at Dale Shope's tournament in 2016. I won with Brandon. We we beat Matt and Brett three times in the day and double dipped them to win the tournament, and that was right there when I started winning more often. God damn. You hear that, Cody? It's not when he beats you. It's when he beat the guys. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Um, That's a day. Yeah, hell yeah. Just, I mean, three times. day, Jesus. Oh, my God. If I would get to play them three times in my life and lose, I would be pretty pumped. Okay, so do you think playing – so you, we kind of mentioned to it before. Like, you kind of grew up playing with uh, Cody and Adam, like that whole like kind of like the local crew up there. Do you think – playing against those guys when you're younger, learning the game, like how much of an impact do you think that had on you and your abilities today? I think it's definitely helped me out being able to practice with other top notch guys and definitely getting the mental game, helping my mental game and knowing that I can play with the best because I do it every day. I mean, I say like they're, they're a great pair to have to play against because they're the best strategists out there. And they play a strategy game, and if you're able to beat them, then 
no one should ever stand in your way. And I mean, we're starting to see that right now from you. Yeah. Sorry, you can, that was a, that was a humble brag in your, on your behalf. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> when did, so obviously you work at this a lot, right? You, you're, you're obviously playing in tournaments all the time, things like that, but you have to, I'm assuming you practice too, right? Yeah. I try to practice a little bit every day. So what, what is your, what's the Trey Birchfield practice routine? When I practice, I usually just throw like I would any other day. Just, I don't do nothing special or just try to throw all the bags in the hole I can, but I try to practice, I'd say at least an hour a day. So you're just, you're not trying to set up scenarios or push nope. shots. You're just trying to go, I want to put this bag in the hole every single time. Yep. I don't so like, nothing just, special to do. How are you so good at like push shots? Then? Cause I'd argue you have one of the better push shots in the game. Like if there's shit in front of the hole, you don't fuck around. You just, you just go right through it. Is that just, you know, muscle memory and just consistently yeah, going right down and finding that middle of the board? The years of practice and just, yeah, I'd say muscle memory. And Do you, when like, you're practicing, you have a pretty deadly airmail as well. Um, do you practice airmail ever or are you just I mean, if, a freak it, and you could just do it? If it comes down to I have to airmail it, I'll practice my airmail. I, I practice airmail sometimes and just throw it all airmails. Okay. So you do, do that you sometimes. Work yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, how do you like, so growing up, I mean, obviously, so you've been, I mean, fuck, you've been in the game for so fucking long now. So you've been, you started, I'm sure with like the ducking corn, you know, suede, sticky bags, all that stuff. Do you like the evolution of the bag game now? Like that things are a little bit faster? Because last year you went from throwing slick side game changers to now you're throwing something a, a little bit slower than that. You're sure fires. I, do you like the evolution of the bag game and how everything's gotten a little bit faster? Yeah, I like the the fastness of the bags. Uh, I mean, I like the sticky bag too. I used to throw real low and hard and flat, but mm-hmm. I ever since when COVID came out is when I actually switched because the goal was all those virtual tournaments to put as many bags in the hole as you can. And I think that's when it kind of flipped my throw around and turned into throwing every bag in the hole as it possibly can. And I mean, listen, you were obviously very talented. Like when you and Brandon were playing, you had success and doubles and all that stuff. But it's been since like this COVID turnaround that you've really made that jump into consideration of being like one of the premier, like top considered players in the country. So is this like kind of your just your new thing? Like you're like, hey, why fight it? Just let's go with a slick bag and just kind of put the bags in the hole then. Yep. Probably pretty sure that's when it started. That's so thank you. That's COVID. what I've stuck with since then. Yeah. Wow. Hey, the one that benefited from it. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Okay. Um, what do you think about the idea of changing board conditions at each national? Right. So like, let's say national number one is the boards are super fast and then maybe the second one, they're super slow. Would that be something that you would be in favor of? Or do you want everything just to stay consistent across all four nationals? Um, I think I usually have a problem when all the boards are different, like at the tournament. So say Let's say all the boards board. are the same at a tournament, though. Yeah, I'm usually pretty good if I okay. can. I get used to it by a couple hours of practice on them. And, okay. But if usually when I have a problem is whenever one board, say board one sticky, board two's fast as crap. Okay. That's usually whenever I'm 
not at my best. I, mean, I think any anyone that plays cornhole would agree with you on that one. That's yeah. uh, it's not an easy situation to be in. When we talked about you, I listen. You you listened to this episode, so I know you kind of heard this. Co- Co- we had mentioned this with Cody, right? What do you think about his idea or this concept of pros being able to change their bags in the middle of a game, like using a timeout to change a bag? Do you or would you be in favor of that? And you're kind of smirking, so I don't think that would work out too well. I don't know. No, I mean, you just you think it's just if you start a game with a bag, you stick with it, regardless. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense, though, because you're not – I mean, it shocks me. I thought going into this interview that you were going to be more of a strategy guy. But, I mean, it makes sense that – I don't I don't take this the wrong way, that you're more simple-minded when you're playing and you're just bagged for the – just go – just fucking put the bag in the hole. Because you've thrown some shots before where I'm like, oh, this seemed like really smart. Like, I was convinced that some of the shots threw against Cody. I'm like, oh, he's just changing up the pace a little bit. You know, same with Damon Dennis. And now I'm finding out that you just threw the bag a little bit short. But it ended up working out. I mean, it was great. I love that shit. Yeah. Interesting. 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 We just need to simplify our game shot. Yeah, and then was, maybe well, we could get there. Well, it's funny. So me and Dane were actually <laughs> talking about that because we had I was yeah, I mean I'm primarily a better slick back player. Dane likes to throw typically something slower. So we've kind of transitioned going to something slower. But we actually talked about the other day, Dane's been throwing slicker bags recently, and we're like, you know what? Maybe we're doing it wrong. Maybe we should just start throwing something a little bit more forgiving. You know what I mean, just getting stop worrying about trying to play this strategy type game and going right at it so i think at the open that's what we've kind of decided we're going to go something a little bit faster we're going to call it the the trey birchfield effect i'm going yeah absolutely because when we walk into the acl open and win it with slick bags in our <laughs> hands like we're gonna be like dude trey gave us this advice like just aim for the hole and if you don't miss you don't lose yeah, sorry, yeah when we win uh fourth bracket um uh, fifth all right let's not be let's not give us too much credit okay so you'd be i would you'd be among a short list of people right now all right for a possible like MVP for the season. What criteria do you think they should take into account when they're considering like an MVP of the season, right? Do you think it should just be national finishes, open finishes, singles and doubles, ACL points? Like, what do you think that they should take into consideration? Should it be a little bit of the whole picture or should they only use like how you did at national events? Uh, I'd say... I mean, honestly, I don't I really don't know. I, I you could say I'd put definitely nationals. Yeah, I'd say just nationals because. Do you think some they should have like the opens a and... singles MVP? Obviously, they have like player of the year and doubles team of the year could based off points, right? But listen, sometimes points don't give us the whole picture, right? Like, if we're going, if you're going off just ACL points right now. To me, you'd have to probably consider Matt Guy as the MVP, right? He's number one in doubles, fourth in singles. It doesn't tell the whole story, though, because to me, you can make a better argument for yourself or Damon Dennis or Cody Henderson being being the MVP. So yeah. do you think I that mean, they should take into account like opens and, and singles and doubles performances? I mean, I'd say, I don't know, because like for me, like doubles this time, I could be top a top team in doubles i was fifth before this national but i didn't get to play so yeah that, that, i mean taking those in things into account obviously yeah and I think it should be a vote amongst all the podcasts oh i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> contact trey and be like well, listen they should they should have like a like a writer or like you know, some sort of like a, yeah right. that's what i'm saying like <laughs> AP, one yes dean yes every once in a while this kid yeah, has I mean, a golden nugget woodwork, yeah right? i don't know where it comes from but every once in a while Okay, so let me – what is the best cornhole advice 
ever given to you? Practice. Who? All right, all right, all right. It can't just be that, okay? Specifically, what about practice? Like practice every day or like eat your Wheaties? Like, come on, give me something. Oh, no. Practice every day. Who And who told practice. you that? Everyone. That's what everyone says, isn't it? You got to practice. Who has been, who is somebody that you look at from the cornhole community that's been a big influence on you as a person, whether it's on the boards or off the boards, like who's somebody that you consider that has made like a profound impact on your life? Uh, I'd say Brandon Corwin. Okay. And what, what I listen, we love Brandon. He's one of our favorite dudes. Um, what about Brandon? Uh, he definitely, he took me in whenever I was like 12 years old and became a partner and we played for a couple of years and won a handful of events. And I'd say he helped turn me into the player I am today. Now, you know, we definitely. joked with him right on our first episode. I don't know if you ever listened to that, his first interview with us that he had you locked in his basement, chained to a wall and he forced you to play cornhole every day. And yeah, he just, yeah. I mean, but obviously it's not true. Or maybe if it is, if you need help, just blink twice or something. Okay. <laughs> is, he, is he there? Is he metal detecting around you right now? We love you, Brandon. He's a good dude. He's one of our favorites. Um, okay. So changing gear a little bit, which players or player have you been most impressed with this year? Like, Maybe it's somebody that you didn't know a whole lot about, maybe like a newer player on the scene at the pro level that you've been impressed with. I'd say Stephen Bernasset coming in at his first year. He's at the top every time, if not in doubles and singles. He had a rough event this time, but still was there in doubles. Yep. He's, he's crazy good. Is there anyone else that you've played that, you know, they kind of – they made an impression on you, but like I, you know, I, I think they could be really good in a year or two. If I can think of one, I can't think of one off the top of my head. But okay, okay, he doesn't care about those. I know, people, right? right? He's the champion. All right. <laughs> Do me a favor, pull up the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna I wrote down a few of the listener questions. All right, so I'm gonna fire match you. And when we get through these, Dane will pull up a few other the other ones. Okay. Um, Kevin Allen, ACL Pro, I think you know him, right? I mean a little bit. Um, yep. he wants to know if you're gonna throw left-handed the remainder of the season so the rest of them have a shot at winning. Wouldn't be very good. I'm not very good left-handed. I could throw a couple on the hole, but Okay. He also wanted to know who is your favorite player and why is it him? <laughs> guess it's him. Then he answered my question for me. Do you have a, do you have a favorite player to watch yourself? Nope. I wouldn't say I did. Who would you Myself. say? Like, who's like your best friend? Like obviously you and DK are close, right? So not your doubles partner, but who would you consider like kind of your, like your best friend? Like, when you're at these events? I'd say Noah. Noah? Okay. Yep. All right. All right. So uh, Kendall Byram, he wants to know, was it difficult transitioning from last year where you threw like slick side game changers primarily to now like surefi- surefires that are a bit slower? And what do you prefer to play with faster or slower? I think we kind of addressed that a little bit. You like faster bags, but did you find it? 
difficult at all transitioning from a slick side game changer to the surefire at all? No, I wouldn't say it was difficult. Just I just kind of quit throwing game changers and switched over to surefires and never threw game changers again. And what what made you choose surefire over the pro sniper? <clears throat> Good question. Uh, I threw the pro snipers a couple times in tournaments, and then before I threw surefires. And I didn't really like them that well. Wasn't throwing them that well. And did you guys throw? Did fires. you throw shamrocks at one of the opens? Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, wasn't the, the wasn't in Jackson? It was in Florida, maybe. Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay. And okay. All right. That's why I thought you guys were throwing shamrocks at one time. Okay. And again, just surefire is just clearly your 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 best bag. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Benjamin Goodner wants to know at the Illinois Open. What was your reaction when a crazy person drove past and screamed, oh, my God, it's Trey Birchfield? I remember that. Me and Hunter Thorne were walking to the gas station, and some dude yelled, and we just kept walking, and we're laughing about it, talking okay, about it. Okay, so you thought it. it was funny, though? I think, I think yeah. it's Benjamin Goodner. I think that's him. I think but he was, was the one that yelled. Was it a cool <laughs> – like, do you think that's cool, though, like that people are, like, recognizing you? I mean, it's kind of – I mean, you're kind of famous. Yeah, it's you, cool. Definitely. Are you used to it yet? Like, do people recognize you? Like, when you go out and about? Sometimes. Sometimes. And how do you react to it? Yeah. Normally. Normally. <laughs> <laughs> it's only when he shows up at cornhole events. All right. Yeah, correct. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. So, our, our buddy, uh, our buddy, buddy Gary Bury. I'm not sure if you if you know him, but he's from the Cleveland area. He wants to know, like, why you wear a sweatshirt when it's 80 degrees outside. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I wanted to wear that day. Great answer. Uh, Levi Wise, he wants to know, what is your, uh, what's, like, what's your choice when it comes to cereal? He always, wa- he always wondered what robots ate. Uh, cinnamon Toast Crunch. That a boy. Or right, Fruity Pebbles. We're, all right, we're good. We can move in together. We're fine. <laughs> we can move in. <laughs> we're fine. We're fine. That's a little weird. We're good. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, Lucas Meyer asked, uh, how do you feel about public speaking? I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me ask you this. Uh, so uh, George Perez, he actually, I, I was going to ask you this earlier, but I know he wrote this question. Do you like the na- the nickname Robot? It's all right. I don't dislike it. Okay. So like, does it bother you that like, that's how you're like, you're, you're stuck with it now. Yeah. It doesn't bother me now. Yeah. Okay. I was just saying, cause you're kind of stuck. I mean, to me, it's a testament as to just how mechanical you are. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a huge compliment. If I ever looked the same throwing a bag twice in a row, like I would be impressed with myself because it never looks the same. It's (laughs) always different. Let's see. There's. I'm going to ask one more. Well, somebody, somebody sent us a question in binary, actually. Um, do you know binary code at all? No. Nope. Like computer code, it's zeros and ones. Did you translate nope. it? I did, yeah. So did I. Yeah, so it's yeah. Uh, how, does it, how does it feel being the GOAT? Feels good. If that's what I am. <laughs> good for you. Uh, let's see. 
Anything else? Um, if you had to choose only one sport besides cornhole to play for the rest of your life, what's it going to be? And that was a question by Adam. Uh, I'm going to say Diener. D- Diener. Yeah, I think it's Diener. 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 <laughs> uh, I'd say basketball. I still play basketball sometimes, just with my buddies. Go shoot around. I like basketball. Who's your team? Doesn't matter to me. I don't really pay attention to any of that. But like, do you are you like a professional sports fan? Like, do you watch sports? Not really. Nope. You're not into sports and stuff. So like, you're not like a Browns fan or. Who's your favorite like Twitch streamer? Nope. Don't have one. Don't watch Twitch. <laughs> so let me ask you. <laughs> so so get him what, on the like, games. What, what are you into besides <laughs> cornhole? Like, you got to have other hobbies, right? Like, what else are you into? So a national champion. Go to school and play cornhole. That's about all I do. That's, I mean, you literally like you school and like you just live cornhole. That's <laughs> it. School and cornhole. Yep. And hang <laughs> so out people, at home. Well, people sleep. ask all the time, like, "What do I have to do to like be national champion?" I, apparently, nothing. Like, you just have to play cornhole like all the time. That's crazy. And go to school. And so, how yeah. how supportive have your parents been through all this? Right, because it's got to be a big. It's a big deal for them too, right? Because I mean, you're a young dude traveling the country all over, playing cornhole. You know, does your dad go to most of these events with you? Yeah, he goes to most of them. most of the ones I travel to. Some of the local ones he doesn't go to, but okay, he's always went with me. Always supported me. And your dad's me. a pretty good cornhole player. Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> he doesn't play as much Jeez. as much anymore. He was, it's, I, I mean, this is, this is a while back when Dane, Dane and I's first win in the competitive division, when we first started playing was actually against your dad. I didn't know who he was at the time, but like I put the two and two together because his name's Sean too. And I just remember it always kind of stuck with me. So, um, but he was a nice guy. I threw really well against him that day, but he is a good player. Like you said, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we're going to move on to our favorite segment here. Okay. This is a segment that Dane kind of rolls with. You actually were kind of subjected to it at Mideast conference. It's a segment we call fun, random shit. He's not going to ask you what your favorite sandwich is this time though. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. Fun, random shit. Had to do it. Wow. Had to throw it in there. We'll probably chop that up and edit it and make it sound pretty later. Um, Definitely not. All right, so I, I did subject you. You gave me a great answer to my my favorite sandwich question. I, I am gonna. I want some elaboration on this though, because burgers are broad topic. Give me your favorite burger. A bacon a bacon cheeseburger. From where? We're fat kids. Come yeah, on, come man. on now. There's got to be a Anywhere. favorite. No, 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 no. I'm on Trey Birchfield. God damn it. I've been nice to you so far. You can't tell me that your yeah, mama's bacon food cheddar, right cheddar cheeseburger is oh. as good as Wendy's. I don't know, honestly. If you, I okay, like so McDonald's, right, we're going this way McDonald's or Wendy's? Wendy's burgers are better. Wendy's or Burger King? Wendy's. Okay. Uh, if, do you guys have five? Because you live in the fucking middle of nowhere, right? Do you guys have, have you ever yeah. had five guys? I've had it. Yeah. Five guys Good. or Wendy's? I'd say five guys is better than all right, Wendy's. All right, all right, all right, you all right, so he's off the continue. five. He's off if the fast continue. food chain. Right, you can all continue right. now. All right, go ahead, Dan. Sorry. What's uh you know, people seem to be infatuated with what robots eat. So like what what kind of side are you rocking with that burger? Is it always French fries or are you a Tots guy? 
or onion rings. Get out of here. Just I, I like them all. <laughs> no, but usually I like that. I like I like them I like all. That. I like that. What else you got? Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the last one here. We're working off a lot in this one. All right, so gun to your head. Who is who's the best out of the the four local boys? Because I just want to hear who you say. You got you got Hisner, Henderson, Short, Dotson. Uh, he doesn't want to answer. I love it. I'd say right now is Henderson. Okay, I like the right now. You threw yeah. it in there. <laughs> Just anyway. soften the blow a little bit. I love, I love it. And then la- last question I got is: uh, Does your dad still ever beat you? Not nope. like in cornhole. Let's like yes, in Jesus cornhole. Christ. I'm sorry. <laughs> I need to elaborate. Yes, in cornhole, <laughs> folks. Nope. All right. I didn't Not think about that. My wife's doesn't. a social worker. All right. <laughs> What was the last time he he beat you? In cornhole. In cornhole, yeah. God, I gotta keep saying that. Probably a couple years ago, in the backyard, he used to always beat me. I'd go win a big tournament and come home and still lose to my dad. That used have you, to be. Have you faced him yet since the national win? Huh. Sean, it's your time to shine, buddy. All right, get him on those boards. Well, Trey, to school. It's been a long time coming. I greatly appreciate you taking some time. Hopping on with us tonight. Uh, congratulations on your win. Um, I definitely I want to meet you in person. We're going to ask you more fun random shit because you're just so natural on camera. Um, when we're in Erie, all right. You're like a, you're like a pistachio, and I, I'm just going to peel that shell away. Oh yeah, you're not getting rid of us. Like we're going to just come find you. Like all you're, right. you're get rid of us. All right. <laughs> well, well hey, did pres- you have anyone? Did you have anyone you want to shout out? Well, I'll shout out my parents for always supporting me and my sponsors, uh, Kansas City Cornell, Axiom Wireless, uh, Abbey Woods Cornell Trap House. We're about to review one of the bags, by the way. And Lucky Bags. There you go. There you go. Hell yeah. Well, th- tell your mom thank you for helping me out this weekend. I do I do appreciate it. She filled us in on some information, so – uh, it, was, it was it was very nice for us, so I, I do appreciate that. But um, we'd love to have you on again. We want listen. You're you're somebody that we cheer for every time you're you're going up, and we want to see you win. So we hope that you win every national going forward. Um, we hope to see you and DK on the boards again soon, playing doubles. And uh, we wish you the best of luck, man. Yeah, we'll catch you in Erie. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me on. Of course, man. Anytime, man. All right, later, buddy. Later.